your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. Kyle Sullivan and the Avalanche continue that win streak. All of the win streaks uh, continue. Now, 18 <laughs> games at home, 10 games overall, and a 16-game point streak for the Avs. So things are still going well. It wasn't pretty. Uh, and if you look at the score, when you see 4-1, to one, you might be like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm expecting between an Avalanche and Sabres game. Don't let the score fool you. Like It, it was... Uh, it was tough. It was a tough fought uh, four to one win for the Az, but we'll get into all of that and then some. And we even get to our uh, sound check at the end of the game as well, kind of uh, which songs we feel kind of represent this game. So, uh, first things first, follow the show, social media outlets, LLP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com and follow the show on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube and hit subscribe and get notified whenever a new show goes live. Before we get to the games, uh, the we got news that Nathan McKinnon would not, he is not going to be in the All-Star game. We kind of figured that was going to happen based on the reports that were coming out. Based on the way his nose looked, you know, he's yeah. surgery on it done. And we kind of figured like the, the all-star game is not that important. Why go play that thing? Why have that yeah. be the first game that you're going to play? Forget about it. So not, not too surprising there. What was surprising was the Joe. I'm trying to wish, decide which one of these two things I want to talk about first <laughs> and maybe the captaincy because, all right. So we all know Nathan McKinnon was the, the voted the captain. Yes. And then we saw a video where they kind of sh- tell Joe Pavelski that he is the new captain and go see the video because he doesn't even seem like he cares. Yeah. <laughs> and- the, cr- the crowd goes mild. <laughs> Like he didn't even. It's like yeah, whatever. I'm gonna go to go to practice now. So number one, like, fine. I don't have a problem with Pavelski, him personally, but the voting for that, and it was fan voting. Second was Kaprizov. So they just bypassed Kaprizov. And it's like, no, we don't care. Like you finish second, but we're gonna give it to Pavelski. Okay, then why did when McKinnon comes out, who's gonna replace him? We're, I mean, being Avalanche fans, like, oh, it should be Miko. And they gave it to the guy who I understand finished second in the voting for the last man in, which is uh, Roman Yossi on the Predators. So there's two dynamics. And I think, like, what one is like kind of, you know, you just bypass the other guy. And and then in the next man up, you give it to the guy who was finished second in voting. It's nonsense. No, it's perfectly logical for the NHL. For the uh, NHL, they they make up the rules. It's like whose line is it anyway. The it, the points don't matter. Everything's made up, and the points don't matter. Yeah, yeah. it's I don't it's, know. It's a it's a mess. And like for you, honestly, you thought like Miko was getting a shot, and it seemed like the reasonable like fill in. But 
the NHL just was really mad about Nas know. getting in the All-Star game, so yeah. they really stuck it to us. I don't know. It's just, and it, again, in the grand scheme of it, it doesn't really matter, but it's just one of those things where you'd like to get notoriety, and it's like, if you're going by the metric of the who finished second for one, then you should do it for the other, and Kaprizov should be the, the captain, but whatever. It, you it's know an All-Star the, game. The, and, yeah. The wise prophet Dale Earnhardt said, if you're not first, you're last. Yeah. <laughs> was that Ricky Bobby's dad who said that, I thought? Yeah. Yes, he took it from Dale Earnhardt. Oh, is that Lord, what he says? In it? Yeah. Our Lord and Savior. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to mention that. But the, the the bigger story here is, yeah, Nathan McKinnon will not be in the All-Star game. And uh, it's lucky that the Avs are getting this week off in the beginning of the month <clears throat> rather than at the end of the month. So. Maybe he can come back for that Tampa game. And it's a good thing it was just a couple days with those situations, like with the concussion situation we've already had with Nathan McKinnon this year. It's a good thing it's just a couple days and not weeks. Yeah. So for the Avs, like we said in the beginning, they do get a 4-1 to win over the Buffalo Sabres. But I don't know. I'm I'm so indifferent on this game because it, it, it – it's not like Buffalo's playing better than than they expected to be for this season. They're still at the you know the bottom towards the bottom of the standings, <clears throat> but I think people are expecting them to be kind of like uh, neck and neck with the Coyotes, you know, yeah. and, and they're not there. And it's a team that the Avs, you know, should handle. And it went the other way. And it's like I said in the, in the beginning, like if you look just look at the score, you'd be like, yeah, the Avs handled that game, but they didn't. Buffalo. Really, for for the set, the first was kind of like a little bit back and forth. The second period was all Buffalo. Yeah. And if it wasn't for a review on an avalanche goal that Buffalo lost, and then they had to take a penalty because they lost the the review that the avalanche then scored on the power play, that's the game right there. Yeah. That's the game. And other than that, uh, it was kind of like an unimpressive game overall for the avalanche, I feel. It's one of those games you could cross your eyes and just kind of look at the blurry screen and it's a copy of the Kraken game. It's a copy of the Yotes game, like kind of playing down to the opponent just a little bit. And you're like, oh, great. Here we go again. We have so much on the line when it comes to this home winning streak. Is this really who we're going to give it up to? And of course, well, if I come from a soccer background, so that hand pass, that would have, it's one of those, what really is a hand pass? The refs decided to rule in our favor, which was interesting. So the well, tides turned. I, th- I think kind of what benefited the Avs is playing at home. And I don't mean to get the home call. I mean, they're wearing dark jerseys. True. If, if that was a white jersey, you'd be able to see the puck a lot mm-hmm. better. Uh, because it looked like it bounced off his his. It did. And it, it looked like it bounced like, like his, his arm. Yeah. His, uh, I don't know what bone this is. Uh, I didn't pay attention to anatomy class, but. Arm bone. <laughs> it's in your arm, so it makes sense. Um, it did. It that, that's where it, it looked like it went off of, but it, they just didn't have a good look. So you yeah. kind of felt good, like when they started showing the replays, you're like, I don't see anything where they can just say definitively, yes, we're going to overturn that, and they didn't. And um, yeah, then then Buffalo had to take a penalty, and the Avs made them pay for it, and that was the only power play goal the Avs had. So good, you took advantage of that gift that yeah. Buffalo and the refs maybe had given you. Uh, but other than that, on the power play, uh, it, it, you have a five-on-three. 
for a minute and 45 seconds. And it just like they the whole game, the good and the bad of of the avalanche are when when the Sabres were really kind of like handling the game in the second, you didn't see any panic from the abs. It was like, all right, we're just going to play our game. We'll get an opportunity. We have to take advantage of those opportunities. And they did the, the cadre goal kind of just came the, the the one that was off the arm of uh, uh, new hook. And on the flip side of that, when they have a five on three and they still have that mentality of just like, they're, why are you not just bang, 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 bang? And they're just kind of yeah. taking their time with the five on three. And they're looking for that perfect shot. It's like, no, shoot a shot on net on a five on three because you're, if you get a rebound, it's over. There's not a lot of defense there to, to back up their goaltender. And what really stung about that power play and how bad we did not capitalize on the five on three, that first power play looked so good with how we were cycling the puck and getting stuff set up like, on the off wing, kind of like in Ovechkin's office and setting it up that way instead of on the blue line. I love when we set up the power play that way and making the passes there. So on five on three, you thought, oh, we're going to get nice and creative and get a good shot. I didn't know it was just going to be a pass drill on the blue line and just keep cycling until you found something. That was really embarrassing. Just take like, even if your, your one timer is not there, but you have a lane, just shoot it. Mm-hmm. Just and I know at five on three, people are expecting like perfection. <clears throat> and if you're cycling it around for thirty seconds, then then at, at some point you just have to take a shot and then hopefully get us get a rebound. And if it doesn't happen, you have a minute and forty five seconds. If it doesn't happen the first time around, then you're going to get another zone entry at some point. All you have to do is were, mm-hmm. bring your eyes up. They're wearing Sabres jerseys. Take a <laughs> shot. <laughs> and they didn't want to. And then he wanted to. It was kind of, yeah, uh, driving me a little bit batty, but I don't know. Um, there's another thing that happened in this game, which was, uh, is this telling for the future of this player on, on the abs? So, uh, but we're going to hear first from Built Bar, right? Yeah, we got Built Bar. So uh, I'd say New Year, January is, is coming to an end. We have, this is the last day in January. Have you kept up with your New Year's resolution? If you have, and even if you haven't, you can always start a resolution anytime you want during the season or during the year, I should say, or yeah. during the season. I mean, it's a, a hockey season. Start it during the hockey season. Live uh, your life. Exactly. And include Built Bar in that plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. It makes it easier st- to stick to those resolutions. They taste insanely good, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like... A chemical spill. Yeah, you want to eat healthy, but it's just so boring. Right around now, you might be thinking, I need some chocolate. Well, Built Bar has you covered because they are covered in 100% chocolate. And most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to other candy bars, which usually have around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, to get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So right around now until trade deadline, you're going to be like nitpicking and, and really like saying like, oh, it, how this guy played today, is that going to put him on the, the trade block? And, you know, you, you're just going to be micromanaging every move these guys make that are that could be potentially involved in deals. 
And last night was one of those days for Andre Burakovsky. He got demoted mid-game to the third line. And if that's not bad enough, the guy who replaced you on the second line was the call-up from AHL, Colorado Eagles, Dylan Sakura. So what do you make of that, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom? Berkey's been on my list for a little bit. Last time he scored a goal was January 14th. It's been 84 years. <laughs> Especially now that we're getting into this, the meat of the schedule. I know we're about to hit the break, but after that, you're going to need production. Like an apple here or there is nice, but that's not second line nice. Yeah. Um, you need some production. And he, he was one of those that we kind of offhand mentioned when we were talking about Joseph and JT. Berkey's always right there, and he we talk about it all the time. He's got the ability to score, and it's just sure. he he just cannot get out of his own way. And then you see nights like tonight, and which it's interesting to see Bednar after sitting EJ after his antics, now pulling back on Berkey mm. and kind of sending a message that way. So. I think that's good that Bednar is doing this, but how can Berkey respond is going to be the big thing, especially going into this, what should be an easy game against Arizona, but what do I know? <laughs> right, 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 yeah. <clears throat> no, you're right. Um, if a deal were to be made that includes Jost and, like, like Comfort, th- th- those would be, like, depth moves for whoever making the deal with. Burkowski is a little bit of a different animal, like, because of what you said, because of the potential of him mm-hmm. and, that, and that scoring ability that he does have. So if there was a deal that's including him, that's maybe more of a headliner deal. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's, that's what's happening, but when I said in the beginning of the segment, like now you're going to start like paying attention to that stuff. And if if everybody was healthy and, and somebody like, you know, even like, like Comfort came up into the second line, you'd be like, okay, but here's Jared Bednard's uh, tweet, or not his tweet, Here, here's his comment, uh, and this is from Peter Baugh who tweeted it out and said, Bednar said that he thought Dylan Sakura gave the team a better chance tonight on the second line than Burakovsky. So he switched them. Dude, mm. when, when, when your head coach is telling you that, you know, Dylan Sakura, who hardly plays for this team is, is a better option on the second line does not bold well for your confidence, man. And, and I don't know where it goes from here, but, Maybe it's a good thing that they're playing Arizona next because yeah. Burakovsky's got to get back on track or I don't know how this is going to end for him. And see, there's a difference in the tone when we're talking about JT and Jost because we're willingly putting them in trade packages and hasta la vista. Right. But Berkey's one of those that if we lose him, he might play mad. And if he goes in division, he could be one of those players that like go to the Blues, go to the Blackhawks, go to some team in division that will come back and have one of those two goal nights as revenge because he's got right. that kind of talent. So you hope this little move that Bednar is doing is kind of firing him up a little bit. Right. Like what it's time to wake up. Like if we remember it was last year or the bubble year that Nathan McKinnon had to literally tell Berkey, just shoot. And mm-hmm. you saw that explosion. So you see, that's how it works for Burkowski. So Maybe we have a little bit of a offensive awakening, if you will, for uh, Berkey against Arizona. But if you see a lot of nothing, there's somebody else to add to the trade packages 
for March. Yeah. Well, and, and this is what they did with, with Alex Newhook at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. You know, everybody thought he was a shoe in to make the, the team. And, you know, you send him down. He's yeah. a young kid. He's got a lot to learn. And, and you send him down. And how do they react? Like you said. And how is Burakovsky going to react to this? He's a professional. I would expect him to come out angry yeah. uh, and kind of own up to like, yeah, I'm not playing up to the standard. And you look at his like game stats and, you know, he, he's he's in ever since the um, the hat trick, even the day before or two days before the hat trick, he had, he had a two goal game. So he had, you know, five goals in two games. And let's see, one, two, two goals since then. Uh, you know, it's a handful of games. And th- let's see, that hat trick was on December 12th. So, you know, you're you're more than a month and a half away from your, your last uh, or your hat trick. So, and then like you said, January 11th and January 14th, he had back-to-back games where he had a goal. But then nothing. And he's, you know, he's always good for assists. He's yeah. always involved in that. <clears throat> but he needs to be a, a scorer. And and he, the game that he had just played when, when McKinnon went down, against Boston. I thought he played great. Yeah. So you get that side of him. And then the very next game, he's getting demoted mid game. And I, and I like that Jared Bednar is doing that. He's not mm-hmm. coddling these guys. He's saying like, you got to produce. And if you're not producing, I'm going to take a guy, at least for this game. If he's thinking, I don't think he, he believes that Dylan Sakura is, is outplaying Burakovsky game in and game out, but he made a move for this game because what he's seeing for that you know specific game last night, he's making the move. So I give him credit for doing that. Yeah, and that night that he had the hat trick, he was the offense in that game. Yeah, man, that was like, it. That was it. Yeah. And without Nathan McKinnon in the lineup, you're kind of looking to Burkowski because you know he can do that. And when he's not showing up on the score sheet, in the absence of Nathan McKinnon, you're like, okay, this is your chance. Why aren't you like... <laughs> The Simpsons meme, do something, poking him with a stick. But this is his chance to shine. And if he's going backwards and taking a step back, that's why Bednar feels like, okay, it's time to wake him up a little bit. Let's cut the minutes off. Try and get to him in a press conference. Like these little press clippings, they get Mm. to Berkey. He knows. He hears. He's listening. So pay attention to him when the Arizona game rolls around. I feel like, you know, the abs, like you're saying, like they had a fantastic January. 15 wins. Uh, I think that's a, that's a record for January. I think it, t- what were we saying? It ties the, the overall record mm-hmm. for any month, but it, it, it's a January record. I think 14 was a January record. So they yes. ex- expanded it by a, a game, you know, and, and I, we're not taking away from that. No. And I don't want to sit here and be like, you know, we're, we're being bitter or, you know, we're not ha- like we're ecstatic. The team is playing the way that they are. Yeah. They're, they're playing great because they're winning. Mm-hmm. But you still have to find those things that are not going well and fine tune those things. And with Burkhoff, you just don't know what you're getting. It's it's a game by game basis for him. And maybe it's just one of those things where the Avs, yeah, I mean, they've had to come back on a lot of games. You know, and yeah. the, the, this is not earlier in the year where they're scoring six, seven games on teams and, and blowing them out. It's and we've talked about it on the show many times, it's good that they're winning games in this fashion because that's the playoffs. You're always going to be tight games. Probably got to come back on, uh, you know, some, some games where you're down. Great. This is all good for the future and, and the playoffs. But do you feel like this team maybe is like, I don't even want to say the the term limping. I don't want to use that phrase, but the way that they're playing on coming back all the time and, and not 
really taking control of games from beginning to end. Do you think they're looking forward to this this week off to kind of just everybody just needs a reset? Yeah, absolutely. Like we were just talking 18 wins at home in a row. Like we're putting up numbers where he's scoring better than these teams in the league now. We have this many points more than this. We're hitting records and we're doing incredible work. But yes, like this is our first season back to an 82 game season. So this all-star break is a great place to just stop, relax, recuperate, and then come back strong. And the reason we're talking about Jost and JT and Berkey like this, me and Chris, we've been around the team for a while. We've seen this team, what they've been and where they are now. We could sit here and say, we're the greatest team. Like we're tied with Florida on the top of the league. Everything's great. The potential for this team is so great right now. We could far surpass anything we've ever seen. So that's why we're talking about these little tweaks and this rest. This is crucial if we want to go past that second round of the playoffs that gets us every year. We know we can do it. Absolutely. All right. So one last final bit to get to. A couple of things to get to. But one thing we have to get to is our uh, LOPN sound check of the, the day. And uh, newer segment to the show. And again, if you're uh, relatively new, is uh, when Kyle's Tennessee Titans were eliminated from the NFL playoffs. I, it was the, the exact same day that Meatloaf died, and I asked him, well, in, in a Meatloaf song title, tell me how uh, you're feeling, and, and that kind of spawned this uh, sound check segment. So we will we'll do it on game, well, day after game days, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll each pick a song that kind of encapsulates uh, the game and uh, like summarize the game in, in a song title form. So I'll let you go first with this one. Who do you got for uh, for last night's matchup? with the Buffalo Sabres last night's matchup with the Buffalo Sabres. It could be, I mean, no better song choice in the world than my boy, Bob Marley and the Whalers Buffalo soldier. Yeah. It, and I go ahead. It's, it's that game, especially like if you're watching like the condensed clips that they'll post, like this is the highlights of the game, put on Buffalo soldier and just listen to it with that vibe. Yeah. That's kind of how the whole team was playing. <laughs> yeah. It's just and like, it, yeah. And it goes in line with Buffalo Sabres and Buffalo Soldier. Like, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. And not only that, like, Buffalo played a good game. They did. So, you know what I mean? I'm not saying they're like in the realm of like soldier mentality, but they they stood up for themselves last night. They had it, every reason to give up and throw in the towel, especially when the review didn't go their way. They did mm. what they had to do. And I'll give them credit for that. Because they had, let's see, 31 shots on goal. Yeah. All right. Abs had 36, which surprises the heck out of me because it just didn't seem like they were getting a lot. What, let me see how many had in the second period. We even uh, had a fight between LOC and a Poso. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the shots on goal for the first time right now. Abs had 17 shots on goal in the second compared to Buffalo's 12. That's just, it's insane to me that that's, you know, tipped in the Avalanche favor because that was Buffalo's period. Yeah. Buffalo's I, period. I don't know if it was – I don't know where those came from. <laughs> no. And then in the third, Buffalo had it 13-6. to six, So uh, I like that pick. For me, I'm going to keep going with the uh, <clears throat> the play on, you know, this this home winning streak that the Avs have, which is now up to 18 games. And when, when you think of 18 in a song, there's really only one that I can ever think of, and that's Skid Row, 18 in Life. Mm. Not only is it like just a fantastic song, which kind of like got Skid Row up on the map, 
one of the best videos yeah. in history. In history. Oh, man. Like, I remember, I think I was like eight when that song came out. And I'm watching this video of these dudes like playing with guns and one accidentally like kills the other. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, he shot his best friend. Like, yeah. That video affected me like as a young buck, man. What a what a video. If you haven't seen yeah. it, YouTube is your friend. Yeah, that that's a good pull. That that and uh, Queensryche, I don't believe in love. Both of those videos hit me hard. I don't when I was growing that one. I gotta oh, see that good. one. Is that's it all time song? Well, Queensryche makes some pretty good videos back in yeah. the day. So uh, yeah, so and I think we will start if you're if you're on Spotify. If you haven't left Spotify yet, yeah. um, we will we'll start a, a, a playlist and add all of these songs in here whenever we uh, have a, after, after a game day. So yeah. Next game is Arizona Coyotes. Avs have had their number all year, as you would expect. But there was that one game in the first game of the back-to-back where the Coyotes looked pretty good. Avs, you know, struggled to beat them. And then the next day they followed up. I think it was five to nothing. I think that was uh, the comfort, the comfort return to Arizona where he shut them down. What are we thinking here for this one? This is the last one before the uh, the week off break. Obviously, you want to end this thing on a win. Um, this is in Colorado too, right? I think, let's I'm see. As positive as it is. Yeah. Cause I think this, it is. Yeah. I mean, you have to think the yeah, this is going to go the avalanche way. You want to keep this streak going. You know, you have this long lengthy break that you get to celebrate the game during the all-star break. It's almost like when you go to your employer and they're like, you have to use up all your off days before the end of the year. And you're like, fine. <laughs> this is what you do. Just use it up, man. You know that you got some good rest coming up and you don't really have to, you can take it easy. So go a little above, do a little bit more. Who do you think gets to start in that? Cause he's been going back and forth. You know, it's almost like it, it it's, you know, one for one, like comfort. I, and, uh, I would give Pavel Francis another look. I, I, I agree with you. I don't see why you, you know, and again, I'm fine with either one. Completely fine with either one. Until this method burns us in some way, I say modify, but it's Mm -hmm. ride the hot hand. And if, hey, if we could do this all year long and they keep putting up these numbers, yeah, guys, we're in good shape. (laughs) I know. I know. So this will be, yeah, the last game before the All-Star break. We'll find some fun things to do for the week off. Um, Yeah, we're kind of discussing some things now but we'll have a a week's worth i mean we'll definitely talk about the all-star game not that i care about it all that much but it's hockey it's something to talk about so yeah other than that um a week off i think is is good for the abs uh to rest up obviously uh bad because you want to keep the momentum going you want to you know you you have all of this this whole win streak intact all across the board you want to keep that going and like we said last week when they come back Tampa's waiting for him. No, yeah. I want to look at, go ahead. You're going to say something. Yeah. Look well, at Tampa's as, schedule. The rest is really going to mean a lot to this Avalanche team, especially if you saw that Buffalo power play in that third period. How badly tired those they were sucking yeah. wind on that penalty kill. Yep. And that, I mean, it's rough. You get in the locker room, you feel it. Like if yep. you're on those penalty kills and you could barely get there and you try, that's the one that uh, Nuke scored on. Because yeah. uh, they tried to clear it and Nuke just beat the icing. It's yes. one of those that um, yeah, you feel it. And then you know Arizona's coming up and you're like, ah, oh, just one more game, guys. This is, it's the rallying cry right now. 
So this rest is going to be crucial. So I'm just looking at the schedule, and for the the Lightning, it's the same thing as the Abs. They're 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 playing Tuesday, uh, and then they don't play again until the Avalanche game. So maybe this the the one benefit for the Abs is this game is at home. Yeah. So Tampa has to to go cross country. And it'll be it'll be nice. Two fresh teams, two storied teams, two high profile teams. Best on best. Let's see. Let's see who's better. I know Adam have something to say about it. So maybe, oh, maybe yeah. do a maybe do a crossover with Adam after that one. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see if he's up for it. Uh, all right, everybody. That's gonna wrap it up for today. Another week of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. So. Follow the show and thank you for making it your first listen of the day. I always appreciate it. Go check out Locked On NHL to get updated on everything going on around the league. Which, uh, I during the second intermission, I didn't even tell you this during the second intermission, I, I, I jumped on with Gil, who hosts the Monday show. Um, he asked me, like, during the game, he's like, Oh, you want to jump on? He, he goes, You got the hottest team in the league, you want to jump on and uh, do a segment for Locked On NHL? I'm like, Uh, second intermission, bro. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm on there, and, and that's on the Monday episode. It talks some, obviously, more avalanche for a few minutes, which is always fun to do. <laughs> so go check that, that out. Make it your second list of the day. Yeah. Other than that, we will be back tomorrow with anything new going on, any new updates. You know that we will discuss it. Uh, but until then, everybody have a good day. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Selly, and this is the Locked on Avalanche podcast. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, Go.